This is the Light Goddess Podcast. I am Jude Hotep, the goddess astrologer and soul coach. If you are here, it is because you are divine feminine soulpreneur. And come hell or high water, you will root more love into this world. Let's get into it. Your natal birth chart is your decoder ring to everything you could ever want to know about yourself, about your life, about overcoming the issues and blocks to create your wild, audacious dreams. It is full of potentialities, possibilities, and blank pages so that you can make art out of your beautiful life. Join us for my exclusive online retreat called Healing Through the Zodiac, where you'll take the 12 zodiac signs and learn how to use them in your life to feel better, nourish your relationships, and make your dreams a reality. Each week, we gather together in sacred feminine women's circle style and dig in deep to the 12 signs of practical application in your life. We don't do the boring-ass patriarchal Greek mythology. We don't do any of the outdated information that doesn't help you in your life. We only learn everything about the sign that makes them functional in your life so you can feel better, nourish your relationships, and make your wild, audacious dreams a reality. Accomplish the goals you have in your business. Come join us in Healing Through the Zodiac, my exclusive online retreat by going to empoweredwomenrise.com. That's empowered women with an E, rise, just four letters, dot com. Welcome back to the Light Goddess Podcast. I'm Dove Hotep, the goddess astrologer and life coach. Y'all, I got to see the magic of a rainbow today and twice today. I got one of my favorite weathers. I got rain while it was sunny out. So sunshine and rain together. Got that twice today and a rainbow that magically appeared and then magically disappeared just as quickly. It was so amazing. I hope you all are having as magical of a day that I am. This episode that I'm going to share with you, it's called Everyone is All 12 Zodiac Signs. So the way many of us begin speaking the language of astrology is beginning to identify the signs of our sun, moon, rising. Our ascendant is our rising sign. Our rising sign is our ascendant. So use those words interchangeably, y'all. Digging deeper, we may get a reading. We may look at our natal birth chart. We may start to study our own birth chart and see that we have a stellium in a sign. For example, a stellium is three or more planets in the same sign. We may see that we have a lot of water or air signs and very little earth or fire. You may notice that you don't have any planets in Leo or Aries or Sag, all fire signs. What happens when we're, we're learning to speak the language of astrology, when we're digging into our natal chart, when we're starting to, to, to go into astrology, what happens is that we begin to work with astrology. That's useful. But we focus on the signs that we think are predominant in our natal birth chart. So we miss the full zodiac as a whole, and we never come to astrology in the beginning with the whole 12 signs, the zodiac as a whole, we may begin to learn about the the signs, the other signs beyond the predominant signs in our natal birth chart by our, looking at our friends, sun, moon, and rising, and other people's. And, and so we start to 
you know, really learn and, and develop keywords and ideas and concepts for each of the 12 signs. So listen, everyone has all 12 signs. Everyone has all 12 signs. You have all 12 signs. Everyone has the full zodiac within their personality, within their chart, active within your relationships, your money, your life. While you may not have a planet in Sagittarius, you do have a ninth house. You also have Sagittarius ruling one of your 12 houses in your natal birth chart. We all have a mixture of all 12 signs within our personality and within our natal birth chart. When you understand this, now you begin to discover how each of the 12 signs plays out within your personality. It's like this beautiful amalgam of the particular way the 12 signs are within you and within your soul and within your life, within your chart within that expression, that unfolding, your chart, which is this holograph of everything you want to ever know about yourself, what you've been through, and this beautiful blank canvas of everything that you have the possibility and potential to create or be, do, have that is yours to create, to envision, to imagine. And so... When you, you know, work with the 12 zodiac signs, these 12 signs are playing out within your personality, within your consciousness. How are they expressing? Unconsciously? In the higher positive expression? In the lower shadow expression? Are the signs functioning in a helpful way or an unhelpful way? What are their influence over and within your life, your personality? your relationships. That's a big one. Like we crave fulfilling relationships or the romantic partner or partners. Are the 12 signs within yourself, within your chart, operational? Or are they lying dormant? If they are lying dormant, it is as if you are playing poker, but one of your five cards is invisible. You have that sign but because it's unconscious, you can neither utilize it or utilize it nor neutralize the negative effects of it. So another way to think about any sign being dormant within you or within your relationships or within your money, your life, is that you have those five cards playing a hand of poker. And so you know that fifth card is there, but you just can't see the face of the card. And so yet again, it's it's conscious. You, you can't use it to your advantage. You can't play the card and it's either hindering you or you are unable to take advantage of it. So that's kind of another way where a sign isn't really operational. It's kind of it's dormant in a way or it's it's active unconsciously. So it's a way to, to look at it. Astrology, which has at its base the 12 zodiac signs. And let's just set aside the conversations about different types of astrology, like Chinese astrology that uses animals. Let's just set that aside for now. And, and we can have that conversation sometime. It's fun to philosophize and all of that. But this is about practical application in your life. This is about you accomplishing your wild audacious dreams. This is about healing all of the shit 
and the shadow that stands in your way of doing the things that you say you want to do, creating the results that you want to create in your life, turning your dreams, your visions into reality, following through on your goals, figuring it out if that's where you're at, leveling up to the next level of revenue or visibility if that's where you're at. Yeah, this is how we're looking at astrology in this conversation, the practical application in our life. What you should have learned in kindergarten, y'all. In kindergarten. What most people don't understand is that astrology isn't something to believe in. It is a language that describes what already exists. Astrology is a Rosetta Stone to life, to relationships, sex, money, to your soul mission, to your purpose, to healing, to higher ideals like evolution or being a sacred activist, changing the world for the better, decreasing darkness and depravity, increasing the light and emotional intelligence and intuition and the positive expression of what humanity is capable of. Like, what are our possibilities? We've seen the the possibilities for the worst and the lowest of human depravity. But now can we finally have the opportunity to see the best that humanity is capable of? And, and that's part of what my work is about. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, possibly unvoiced or or unrealized until now that that's a part of what your work, your soul mission is about. Like, think about the Rosetta Stone. It was found in 1799. It's one of the most important artifacts in the British Museum. It holds the key to understanding the Egyptian hieroglyphs. And and so it's it's a key, like a key to a map. It, it helps us understand what all the symbols on the map even are. So then we can actually make use of the map and read the map and then get to where we're going. It doesn't tell you where to go on the map. A lot of people will be like, oh, I don't want anybody telling my, my destiny. No, you can use astrology that way, but I'm never forcing astrology on somebody as an astrologer. I, I'm just baffled that no, that someone wouldn't want the map. And here's the thing. You can say you want to go on a wild adventure. Like, I want to go to the Gates um, National Park sometime in my life, and it's way up in... Alaska, the northern eastern part of Alaska, and you have to take a helicopter to even get into it. And then the weather can make that quite dangerous. And so there's only certain times of year and then you have to make sure you get out. And and it's there would be some skills and some training and and it's not something you just easily walk into. (laughs) It's not an experience. And so it's like we can go have the adventure but I know on the map where I'm going. I'm going to this northeastern part of Alaska. I'm not just going, you know, Lewis and Clark and you know, let me just go into the wild and, and hope for the best. Right. And so the same is true with astrology. It, it's a Rosetta Stone. It's the key to the map. And. And so it's a code breaker. Astrology is the key to the cipher. It's the secret reviewer. It is the path made clear. It's the answers, the directions, the code. And I don't use astrology deterministically because what would be the whole point of being on the adventure at all? 
etc. You know, a lot of Vedic astrology is very deterministic. Your life is a blank canvas, and you have within you a unique set of let's just say like oil paints of all different colors and not other colors and charcoals and colored pencils. And so you have this special blend of your own gifts, talents, skills, ability, wisdoms, learned lessons from past lives that you bring in and and all of your wisdom from this life that you can alchemize and capitalize on. You have this unique set of encouragements for humanity within you. and 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 different ways of seeing and perceiving the world that help people get a shift. And you're meant to bring that to the people as your medicine to this slow-to-heal world, to walk the path of your unique soul mission, your sacred calling, your reason for incarnating. And so no one gets to write the book of your life. So just because astrology is a code breaker reveals the path it doesn't mean that somebody's telling you how to walk that path that you have to walk that path or so no one gets to write the book of your life and the chapters within it and the stories that make up those chapters however most people are not even being the author of their life they're not being the pilot they're being dragged they feel victimized they mule, they they mull over life. They ruminate and deliberate and think, 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 and talk about it and think. You know, people love their problems, right? How can you become the author of the book of your life? So that's just one of the many threads that I want to bring through in this episode about astrology. But astrology is is I asked my guides recently. And it was something that I intuited and that I understood, but I love just, I love the conversation with them. It's just so, so much fun. It's one of my favorite things in the whole world. My, I have my, my amazing ancestral guides and then I have my Arcturian and Andromedan guides. And I think I have another star system in there, but um, don't have the ability to conceptualize it or don't have a word for it yet. Uh, I haven't been able to channel that through because it's not something that's out there that I'm aware of. So a lot of times when we don't have the information, our guides could give us the information, but we wouldn't be able to, to see it on the screen of our mind, so to speak. So anyhow, so I'm talking to my my galactic guides, I call them my Arcturian and, and Andromedan guides. And I'm, I just intuited this. I'm like, is there astrology in other star systems? And it was just a matter of fact, like, yeah, a duh, of course. And I was like, and it's not the 12 zodiac sign astrology, right? And they're like, no, it's a completely different thing. It's it's different stars. They they don't have, you know, our solar system the way we have it. So we have a very unique astrology here on Earth. And they've tried to keep this from us. You know, it is power. It is power and empowering. And it allows you to make advantageous use of of it in your life it has been kept from us demonized or delegitimized all throughout time because of the very truth is that astrology tells us all the things that if we knew them would make us empowered individuated autonomous free thinkers it would make us leaders amongst leaders liberated and not putting up with the whole status quo thing 
anymore, not being controlled by a very few percentage of the population, about 15% of the population. So there has been a vested interest, and, and that's all changing. If you got eyes to see, you can see it out there. When I hear people complain, it, I, I just I interject and say, eh, nah, and I give them about 10 examples of how it's changing. So I want people to open their eyes because we, with Saturn, in Pisces, we are creating the scaffolding for our world with our imagination. And so let's imagine not only the truth of how things are changing and shifting everywhere at dramatic, accelerated speed, and, and, for, and it's beautiful, and it's, it's so good, but also let's imagine the best possibilities of human capability and potentiality. And so there has been a vested interest throughout the last 6,500 years to keep astrology out of the hands of the average person, and particularly women. Astrology can tell us the reason we incarnated into this particular lifetime. It can tell us our purpose, which you can say, you know, these are kind of one and the same. But a lot of people like think about their purpose as their sacred calling, their soul mission. But we also have this evolutionary intention for our life, this goal for that our soul has of the growth as a soul that it wanted to get through the experiences it had here on earth in this particular lifetime. Uh, I love that strip, but I see a lot of people's eyes glaze over when I discuss it. But astrology can tell us career and children and romance and lessons, but also just know that there's no have to here. It's a blank canvas. So, so what do you want to know? What's in your chart? Astrology gives us the Rosetta Stone for navigating our lives while completely leaving the whole adventure of life to, ch to choose your own adventure. It is completely up to you to experiment, discover, wander, meander, and go your own way or any way you desire. It never makes you wrong. Astrology does not make you wrong, but only describes why you choose what you do, the patterns that you play out that you can't seem to help but repeat why you have the life lessons that you do and how you can go along with them with the learning rather than be dragged, how sometimes no matter what you would have done, you, you wouldn't have been able to help it. And it had to, it, it was so challenging or difficult because there was no way to even know the reality that was breaking down to birth a whole new reality until afterwards. And there's archetypes for that. It's very much a Scorpio archetype. Like if you got a Venus in Scorpio or very much Saturn return is very often like that for many people. Astrology offers the map to co-create your wild audacious dreams. The 12 zodiac signs, it's this language. So with astrology, the answers are often not what people expect them to be. So often people, you know, ask me questions but it's not what they expect the answers to be. For example, the answer to your money issue could be realizing that you have Aries on your second house, the house of money, Aries, which is impulsive and is short-sighted, live for today kind of attitude, in your house of money and self-reliance and safety and self-value. And that could be causing you to seek pleasure and a sense of safety today or this week for going completely the needs of your future self in a month from now or a year from now or 10. And you may be doing things that value yourself today, 
but may provide zero security tomorrow or long term. So without understanding this dynamic active within yourself, within your chart, therefore within your life, bam, money issues that are not easily solved by the means the status quo, the overculture would proffer you. You have all 12 signs active within your life, your personality and your chart. And you can use them if you understand them. You can co-create with the 12 signs to make your audacious dreams a reality. You can work with the 12 signs to heal, to activate powerfulness within different areas of your life, career, kids, friendships, business, your audience and your business. Just putting your awareness on something so often can allow you to minimize the shadow effect of it on your life. So if you have Aries on the ninth, maybe you have a hard time focusing to fruition, writing the book to, you know, finishing it, completing, launching a project or just general follow through on and long term projects. And just knowing that can allow you to shift the shadow of that. Each of the 12 houses carry the baseline energy of the associated sign, take the zodiac Aries through Pisces and overlay it on top of houses one through 12. And you know the baseline energy of each house. Aries is the first house, Pisces is the 12th, and so on. If you go over to my Instagram at the goddess astrologer, you'll be able to see a graphic of what I'm saying. So you can follow me there. My business TikTok, my business social is TikTok or, or YouTube. So you can follow me over there and find me at the Goddess Astrologer on either of those. But the graphic is over on Instagram because it's so easy to put graphics up on Insta. So whatever planets, stars, asteroids are in each of your 12 houses, they have that baseline essence of energy of the sign associated with that house. So if you have something in the sixth house, they have that essence of Virgo. You have a bunch of stuff in the 11th house. They have the essence of Aquarius, even though they might be in a different sign. So the ways the 12 signs are within you and within your chart are because you have all 12 houses. And so you have all 12 energies of of all 12 signs. And so whatever is in those houses, they have a baseline energy of the associated sign. So those planets will have that energy. And you might say you have empty houses and all of this. If we filled up your chart with all of the stars and all of the asteroids, your chart would be full. It'd be so jam-packed, you just can't even work with it, right? So all of your houses have things in them that could be really fun to explore and dig into, dig into that, make it useful. So an example is if you have the asteroid Chiron, the planet Mars and the fixed stars Fomalhaut and Pisces, but have them in the sixth house, then they will have a baseline energy of Virgo, which is the opposite sign of Pisces. And then they'll also have the energy of Pisces for you. So that's just an example. The second way that you have all 12 signs within you and within your chart is that each of your 12 houses are ruled by a sign. They have they have a, a house ruler and it's the sign on your cusp. If you look at a house, uh, from the outside looking towards the center of the chart, it's always that left side is the cusp of that house. And so 
if you know about interceptions, let's just set that conversation aside for the purposes of this conversation. It's a great thing to dig into. And if you want to dig into that in an astrology reading and learn all about your interceptions, it's wild, it can be wildly shifting and helpful to and very healing to work with that. And go to empoweredwomenrise.com if you want to work with your interceptions with me in a chart reading. So let's just set that aside, though, for this the purpose of this reading, because if we put your chart in equal or in whole sign, you would have, and maybe even porphyry, we would have, these are different chart systems, we would have a all 12 signs somewhere on a house cusp without interceptions. So each area of your life, which that's what the 12 houses represent is an area of your life, career, family, home, uh, your sex life, your friendships, your identity and personality, your appearance, your money, your higher learning and higher education, where you where you live in your local environment. So each of the 12 houses represent an area in your life, right? And everything in your life, it fits into one of the 12 houses or one of the 12 signs. Everything in life fits into one of the 12 houses or, or one of the 12 signs. So each area of your life that the 12 houses represent will have the energy and be ruled by the archetype of the sign on that house cusp. So that's the second way that you have all 12 signs. So if you have a Libra-ruled third house, your mind, communications, your environment, relationships with siblings, third house, are all going to have the Libra influence. If you have a Leo-ruled third house, then all of that is going to have a Leo influence. Probably very playful communicatively. Or if you have your Leo near the near Regulus in the late degrees, you might be very regal and and demanding. <laughs> uh, there's the spectrum of each of the signs. Each of the 12 signs has this beautiful spectrum of all of the different ways it can present, it can show up. Of course, if you have your planets and angles in your chart and signs, and that is also how you have those signs within you and within your chart, that's the one that you're most likely most familiar with, like we discussed. Each of the 12 signs is an influence. It's an energy. And like I said, it has this wide, huge spectrum. It has the shadow and the high consciousness. It also has this huge spectrum of how it presents. You know, take Leo. It can be very grandiose and it can be very controlling and domineering. Well, here's the thing. Controlling, it could be Good in a way, we could look at the positive connotation of that and say that's how it gets the theater production accomplished because it's saying, okay, you line up here, you get over here, it can see how everything's done. So it is, um, we would probably use another adjective for that, right? But it has that quality of leadership uh, and commanding a group of people, right? So different different adjectives would, would be better. But that that grandiosity, it, that could be expressed in a positive way or a negative way. It also has that very vulnerable sweetness and, and love, just loves love, that lovingness. But that could also turn into like love me or I, I you know, 
like I'm going to sulk. <laughs> so there's that huge spectrum of each sign as this whole spectrum of behaviors, the ways it presents, how it could influence us, how it could show up. And it's a huge, huge spectrum. Volumes could be written on each sign individually, and they have been. And it's always this evolving story. It, astrology, the, this language, and the 12 signs, it's an evolving story. I'd really love for you to take away from this discussion that looking at the 12 signs as a whole— and looking, you know, what's what's what sign is before Cancer, you know, before Cancer's Gemini and after Cancer's Leo and why? And the signs all have a polarity. What's the opposite sign of Cancer? Capricorn. So looking at the signs within the whole of all 12 signs, like the Zodiac, the 12 signs of the Zodiac, I'd love for you to take away that there's this huge spec- spectrum of of how the signs can present influence and and it's just so wide and deep and it's ever expanding as we as our ability con- to conceptualize and and identify expands and so each of the 12 signs are an influence and an energy so we are influenced by all of these energies we feel the energy of all 12 influences the, the 12 signs are areas of life also and they describe experiences in life or objects or people each sign is like a mystery a deep deep archetype there are boundless lists of keywords for each sign. Literally everything in life fits into one of the 12 signs. So automobiles are Gemini or third house. Ambulances are Aquarius. Chiropractors are Capricorn. Why? Because Capricorn rules bones and the skeleton of the body structure. Aries rules surgery because Mars cuts away. You know, Mars is this energy that cuts away. Taurus rules coins. Gemini rules breathing. Cancer rules bathing and nutrition. Leo rules circuses and fevers. What about Virgo? Virgo rules chicken raisers and mathematicians. <laughs> also, Virgo rules cramps, y'all. Cramps. Let's do Libra. Libra rules actors and pure and clean air. So the air you breathe. So Gemini rules breathing as and, and Libra rules clean air. Libra rules florists and companionship. Scorpio rules blood and cremation and toilets. Sagittarius rules abundance and bankers. Bet you might have thought it was Taurus, huh? (laughs) Sagittarius rules foreign politics and lawyers and the pelvis. Yeah, the pelvis. Capricorn, we already said, rules bones and chiropractors, but also basements, frostbite, and also mathematicians like Virgo. Capricorn also rules gallbladders and pottery. Aquarius, been a hot topic lately with Pluto giving us all this 20-year transit in Aquarius. Aquarius rules broadcasting colleagues, aviators, ankles, senators. That might be surprising. Friendliness, idealists, and, and also Aquarius rules sensitive skin. Pisces rules chaos. And cheaters and bogs. Where I grew up, I had a bog by my house. I would ride my bicycle down this road, this country road, and my dog would come. And she was a cocker spaniel, and she would always run with me and and come on the journey with me. Super fun. And there was this bog. It wasn't a very deep pond, and it always had the 
the green al- al- algae is not the correct word. It's more like the lily pads, but all the little specks of this plant matter. And it was a true bog. So I like grew up with a bog by my house. So I really like viscerally have this experience of, <laughs> of of my dog like wading into this bog and she loved to drink the water and come out really gross. She loved it. Pisces rules also rules clandestineness and chemistry, fishing, nuns, hydraulics in your car. Pisces rules gasoline and poets and tumors and smuggling and poverty. Y'all. So now that I ran through that, do you see how everything in existence, at least Earthside, all fits within the 12 zodiac signs? The 12 signs are functions. They describe life. They help us understand what is going down. When you have Saturn, the planet of society in Pisces right now, not only will society get more spiritual, but also there is more falsehood. Pisces is falsehood going down in society. More clandestine activity that's not visible on the circus, uh, on circus, on the surface that won't be revealed until likely Saturn gets out of Pisces and also Neptune. And so also we can understand that maybe our Virgo, the desire to improve, is geared up too high and is driving us crazy with perfectionism issues. Maybe our Sagittarius or our Gemini is overactive and we are distractible, chasing every shiny thing instead of focusing on our projects to fruition and following through. Maybe our Capricorn is overactive and we won't step outside of our rigid schedule and be more spontaneous and create more joy in our lives. Maybe our Leo part is needing attention and love and we're kind of doing that in maladaptive ways. What if we knew we all had that Leo part of ourselves, that part of ourselves that desires to feel special? Some of us have repressed it. Some of us had really great parents or in a relationship and have friends and feel really nourished. Some of us have all of that and don't know how to activate that feeling of feeling special for ourselves and so still don't feel it or we have it in this unconscious way and so we're always doing these behaviors to get that desire met what if we understood how the leo archetype functions within ourselves and that every person has it in some way or another maybe it is uh, satisfied for them or content within them or it's not a, a wound for them but we all have the desire to feel special What about cancer? What if we understood that cancer at the root of the root is about emotional security? And if we don't have that, then we have zero foundations. We have a house built on nothing. We don't have a solid, healthy foundation. And so everything else in our life is teeter-tottering on a wobbly so-called foundation because we don't have our cancer on lock. And that's huge. This We have to realize that Pluto's north node, so our evolutionary growth, is in cancer that's what humanity is having this opportunity like if that that's what we're meant to do is to get our cancer unlocked for all of us to to become emotionally empowered at the highest levels and that's why i teach what i teach and i do the emotions work i do with my clients and one-on-one coaching in my life coaching program 
Now, my clients come in to accomplish goals, to heal people-pleasing or imposter syndrome, or they want a blueprint for shadow work, or they just want to create great habits in their life, and they want to get their time management going, you know, perfectly and accomplishing their goals, or they want more visibility, more revenue in their business, or they just want to know what the heck their purpose is and get started on their business. My clients come to me for all these types of reasons, but they all get emotional empowerment through my coaching with my methods and techniques because that is the root of the root of the root. It is the answer to everything, everything you want and every problem you want a solution to is on the other side of your cancer, emotional empowerment, emotional security. And nearly no one really knows how to do it. And it's actually very, very simple. Four steps to emotions. And I teach my clients this. I teach this in other places. And it's super easy to learn and to do. And it does take, you know, looking at the challenging stuff. But the way that I teach emotions helps you understand that a lot of the reasons why we are unwilling to feel emotion and we bulldoze over them, push them down, suppress them, escape over them, etc., is actually because of a variety of typical reasons. And I help my clients to see that actually none of those things are true. And once you know that, you're not scared to work with your emotions anymore. You're not unwilling or resistant to it. Like if you know that when you feel embarrassed, the story around that embarrassment that supposedly you looked like a fool or everybody was laughing at you, that that's not true. That as soon as you release the emotion embarrassment that we can do in five minutes to 20 minutes, very simply, I teach my clients that technique, then that story just evaporates. And what did actually occur that maybe you tripped and fell and your skirt flew over your head or something that it's just like, oh, yeah, that happened. And maybe you even make a joke out of it and like put it in your like routine of your business or tell that story somewhere. There's just no emotional charge anymore. You don't feel embarrassed anymore. You don't feel dumb or stupid. You don't feel humiliated. There's no story anymore. No emotional charge. It's just a matter of fact thing that happened. And often you'll use that story in your business or in your life somewhere as a funny anecdote or to help somebody else learn something. Most of us here are solopreneurs. So so that's what I teach my clients with emotion. So this is a cancer conversation, right? And, and cancer is the root of the root of the root. I have an astrologer friend who loves to really think of cancer as the first sign. And that's getting into a philosophizing conversation, what have you. It's not really helpful here necessarily. I don't want to get in the weeds. I want to make this make astrology simple and let you know that you actually know astrology. It's deeply within your heart. And that's what I really do with the work I'm doing with astrology in my my online retreat, Healing to the Zodiac, that I'm teaching right now that you can come join by going to empoweredwomenrise.com and clicking the banner at the top. Uh, here on the podcast, you can get all the episodes I talk about astrology in for free. And this isn't, you know, the the current transits. This is information that is never outdated. So you can go back through the episodes and find those episodes for help. You can go to my YouTube channel and have updated astrology there. 
So this is what I'm really teaching is that you actually know astrology. I'm just kind of like Michelangelo, like like chiseling the 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 marble out from around the statue of what you actually is in your heart. You already know this. Just kind of reminding me, reminding you that you know. And this is the way I teach astrology to practical application in your life to have the code breaking power of astrology to understand life, to understand relationships, to activate your empowerment at the highest levels, to not be held back anymore. It's not that you're not going to have great challenges and stuff to mull over and chew on intellectually. You will, but let's let's have better problems to work on. Let's have more creative things to solve. Let's get out of the basic human problems that everyone seems to have been dealing with since time immemorial and actually work on interesting, unique, creative problems. Let's really shine our light, help humanity to grow and evolve and heal for the betterment of humanity to come out of the darkness and depravity. Let's move forward as a species. So the 12 signs are influences that are happening in the world because of the astrological transits that are occurring. They are functions in life in general. And and so we could go along and not describe life with the language of astrology or utilize astrology, and yet it's happening all around us, to us, through us, within us, every moment of our lives. We don't want to be the mathematicians, but we use math every day, and the same is true with astrology. And when you know your fractions and your timetables, then you can function in life really well. You know, you can make a bookshelf. You can do the things you need to do in life because you know enough mathematics to function in life. And the same is true for astrology. When you know astrology like this, it just makes your life better. And you have secrets to navigating life that most people don't have. You can co-create with the divine using the gift we've been given of this Rosetta Stone, of this key to the map. So I hope this episode inspires you and uplifts your spirits. If you want to start using the code-breaking power of the 12 Zodiac signs in your day-to-day life, check out my online retreat, Healing to the Zodiac. It's on empoweredwomenrise.com. That's empowered women with an E in rise, just four letters, dot com. Each week we meet on Zoom in the style of a sacred feminine women's circle, and you'll have your own natal birth chart printed out. You can get one for free or buy one from me, a pretty one from me, and uh, but print that out and, and you'll have it with you to, to understand how it's happening in your own life, in your own chart, in your own personality. So go to empoweredwomenrise.com and click the banner at the top of the page and you can find out more and sign up there. Y'all, I'm sending you so much love until next time. Had so much fun doing this episode for you. And I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Life Out of Life.